0: Welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Ann Gordon here with my friend and Chavuta Yardana Ozband, our daf of the day, Masacherosh Hashanah, daf Yodalad, page 14. So I found today's daf, especially the first, I would say maybe two thirds of it, something like that, to be I think, like a prime example of where daf Yomi falls short or doesn't quite live up to the needs of the learners. Because, for example, we have here a sugya. That begins on the previous daf, not like a line or two at the end of the daf, but really a sugya that begins on the previous daf, and it continues, you know, for quite a ways in on this daf. And presumably, you know, the topic itself is, you know, takes more attention later. But what happens here is that, in classic Amara fashion, we've got a sugya that then has sidebars, and you don't even realize that you've left the sugya until you realize that you've come back to the sugya. And then you say, oh, okay, now I've got a whole sugya. So I'm gonna try to talk about a little bit of what's going on here. Um, I mentioned yesterday that part of the previous daf has a discussion of the specifics of the tithings of certain um, certain vegetables really, certain they're not greens, certain produce that takes root before Rosh Hashanah. And the question is when are they tithed, right? And we That's what the Gemara talks about. Then it goes on to say, what happens if, you know, you have things that take root before Rosh Hashanah and next to things that take root after Rosh Hashanah? Can you set aside truma? Can you set aside tithing, right? And this discussion goes, you know, gets more and more complicated. And I don't want to delve into it too much, but part of where it it then ends up in this discussion of what we'll call mixing. Mixing is a discussion of... um, it, it really starts with really starts with Rabbi Abaye, where Rabba says to Abaye, "Amar Rabbi Shimon meaning there is a discussion that's already ongoing between Rava and Abaye, and then he says, "You are speaking about the opinion of Rabbi Shimon Shizuri, namely, what did Rabbi Shimon Shizuri say?" He says, "You can't." He held that there is mixing. Rabbi Shimon Shizuri savar yesh bila. What does it mean that there is mixing? That when you have old and new, meaning you have from the old year and the new year, and they're mixed, right? Can you then tie? Can you take Truman? Can you take Truman and from that mixture? Even though they have whatever different proportion of what's old and what's new, and it gets complicated. So Reb Shimon Shazuri says there is mixing. Rabbanans are very bila, but Chazal, the group Chazal, the dominant opinion, says that there's no mixing and there is no assumption that the old and new are evenly mixed. And then when you have this whole mixture of you know the produce, and you want to take Trumata how can you be sure that you've actually tithed it properly? Let's take a step back and understand that the concern about mixing is that if you have produce from one year and produce from another year, and each one of them has its own obligation for Trumata Maestro, each pile of food has to be tithed. But if you mix it together, right, no from the mixture pile, now you have a problem because what happens if the amount that you tithed really only ever came from the new and not at all from the old? Or what if it only came from the old and not from the new? Or it came in the wrong proportion from each of them, right? So this question of whether that mixture can be tithed and count is exactly this machoket between Rabbanon on the one hand and Rav Shimon Shizuri on the other hand. Okay, so now the Gemara continues and this is where we get to Shmuel and then very soon we're going to get to today's daf. But this is the sugya that has been kind of hovering behind today's daf, which is fine if this is your entire focus of learning the sugya. But when you're learning the daf, and you might pay attention more, and as we did yesterday, we paid more attention to other things, um, then this has the potential to get lost. So I want to, that's why I'm focusing on it. Bar Nachmani, Mishum so what happens? We've got a halacha that lines up with Rabbi Yossi ben Kefar, which was said in the name of Rabbi Shimon Shazuri, and then Rabbi Zayra is going to come and ab- object to it. Now you'll recall that Rabbi Zayra was in objecting mode on yesterday's daf. So yesterday's daf, this is still yesterday's daf. At the very end of it, he's still objecting. Omi Amar Shmuel He says, "Who would it said that Shmuel said this?" Meaning that that Sh- that Shmuel's position lines up with Rabbi Shimon. Shazuri, that the mixture is allowed. And Rabbi Zaire says, why do you think that? Shmuel, didn't Shmuel say, kol ein bila chutz mi'ayin Didn't he say, didn't Shmuel say that mixtures do not, cannot be mixed together? I mean, you cannot mix, and he was speaking specifically about liquids. Didn't he say that liquids cannot be mixed together except specifically for wine and oil, right? Other liquids could be, no, I'm sorry, mixtures can be looked to get mixed together but not solids so the wine and the oil are not the way i understand it and the way i saw commentaries that say they're not um dafka it's not specifically wine and oil it's liquids could be mixed together and i imagine that makes sense in terms of like displacement of liquids and the properties the chemical properties thereof but here or the physical properties whatever the right term is um but once you're talking about solids Shmuel did not accept the position of Rav Shem and Shazuri according to uh, Rebbe Zehra. So the Gemara answers, So Rebbe the Gemara says, well, Rebbe forgot about the fact of what Shmuel said that always the miser year follows the time of the ripening of the produce. Meaning if everything is ripe at the same time, then you should be able to take from all those different plants if they're all growing at the same time. So not because there's mixing, meaning, okay, say that you could take that, the mice road at that time. Don't think it's because of mixing. Think it's because everything came to, to growth, to, to be um, in blossom. I don't mean blossom to be fully grown at the right time, the same time together. And the Gemara goes on, <tevar> and you need to say all three, there are three statements of Shmuel that, that are what we need to understand his position. And now I'm on Ardaf today. <inaudible> if you say the Shmuel's position, if you if you only say one view of Shmuel, one of the three positions of Shmuel, then you're going to think he lines up with Shmuel's. It becomes a tw- tongue twister, right? That It's about mixing. And the, the same way that Rev Shimon Shazuri held that there, that you could have mixing for salads. So then Shmuel also would hold that you could have mixing for salads. So therefore, we have another statement. Because we have to understand, So really, the second statement is that there's no mixing for anything except for those liquids. And the very fact that, he, that Shmuel comes and says, there's no mixing except for the liquids, the liquids kind of prove the point that he doesn't accept it for salads and then and And if shmuel had only taught that there's no mixing for anything except for liquids then i might think that he holds it like rabbanan with uh with regard to, to the miser right that the mixture of of the foods right that we that are talked about on the previous stuff that they can't be taken together Kamash therefore we learn halacha karib shim shizuri, and therefore he teaches us that the halacha is in accord with the opinion of Shimon shizuri, which means that the produce can be tied together, not because of mixtures, right? Not because of mixtures, but because, wait, we're not done, we've got another statement, we need to be able to understand this. V. ma'ina and hani tarte had Shmuel only taught these two statements, namely, on the one hand, that there's no mixing for anything except for liquids, and that in fact he said that the halacha is like Reb Shimon Shazari, Those two statements, I might say, hani hava amina, di di Then I might think that we've got a, a a contradiction between Shmuel and himself, right? Which is what the Gemara has said at the very end of the previous daf, which is Zera's um attack, kind of. So therefore, instead we learn hakol halech achar Gemara pri, and therefore we have the third statement, which says that he is always going to follow the ripening of the produce. And that's why the, the halacha follows Roshman Shazuri that you could end up taking Truman and Maestro various produces, whatever various types of food at the same time, not because of mixtures, but because specifically they are in fact ripening at the same time. And then the Gemar continues. <laughs> If Shmuel had only taught us that last point, that everything is follows the, the time of the ripening of the fruit, then I might also think that that's going to apply to green and to olives. What do we know about green and olives? and but Shimon Shazuri, B'may the excuse me, B'may de'pale. So he says, therefore he teaches that the halach is in accordance with Roshim and Shazuri, with regard to his machloket, with Chazal, which happened to be about beans. Now, the problem is, of course, and this is why I say this is the downfall of Daf Yomi, God forbid, because there's details that we really need to understand the sugi that are on the previous Daf, and then if you've learned them all in full, and some of you I know have, then hopefully this will all make much more sense um, because it all builds on itself, right? So now the Chazal, Chazal had a machloket, Rashi and Shazuri, regarding beans, um, but regarding grain and olives, so what happens? The master year follows the time that they reach one-third of their growth. And it's a different approach than the Truman and sort of beans, right? The whole reason that Shmuel was willing to accept the position of a Shazuri, if it's not about mixtures, if you can tie things at the same time, it's because they have to come ripe at the same time. But what about things that don't come ripe at the same time? If I, I might not know that that's going to be a problem, so then the Gemara goes on, and hani tarte. so let him teach us only these two statements because the Gemara likes to be minimalist and say, why do you need three statements of Shmuel to make the same case? Just deal with only two of them. Ein, bila, lamali. Why do I have to know? Why do we have to know that he says um, there's no mixing for anything? Because the moment you know that he says there's mixing for <laughs> for liquids, Right, So why do I also have to have a separate statement? This is, there's no mixing for anything. No, I've said this wrong. One second. Why do I need to be told that there's no mixing for anything? Which means that the Gemara comes to teach us not that there's no mixing for solids, but that there is indeed mixing for the liquids. So you do need the third statement to get you to that point to be able to say, it's not that there's no mixing for anything, it's that there's no mixing for anything except for the liquids. So I feel like this sugya is a kind of thing that A, I might like to chart, and B, I might like to spend a whole lot more time on to really have solid in my head Who's saying what? Where does Rashiman and Shazuri get his opinion? Where do Rabana get their opinion? What is Rabbi Zaira's attack? Meaning we can translate it and we can talk about it in brief. But this is the kind of, I, I feel like there's a really rich Sudya here about the nature of mixing. And mixing is a huge topic within, I don't know what, halacha anyway, because of issues of Rove and what is Ikar and what is Tafel and what is Batel what it, uh, these words will come to them and some of them we've talked about before, but like what is considered essential and what gets nullified in the presence of of the larger amount. And all of this is kind of backdrop to this discussion, even though it's not all mentioned here within this discussion. Um, okay. Yes. So, so I think that, you know,
1: we're getting at a couple of things. First of all, some of these are rather complicated. And I think your point that you made of some of the issues with the DAF is very valid and good. But also, you know, we've mentioned many times how there isn't a babli on all of these agricultural laws and we're getting it basically in these Dapim. Today, tomorrow, like this is where we're learning it out. You know, all of these things of how Truman Master was actually taken.
0: Right, I think that's true. I think that the fact that it's presented here in the context of a machloket and they're also figuring out, can this be done how do you do this? Who holds what? They are, you know, for the most part, they are after the fact. They are in a different place, and they need to figure it out because they don't have, you know, the handy dandy guidebook to tell them in front of them. And they're also not doing it.
1: Right, they're not doing it, which I think is really key. Um, I'm going to move on to the next piece of the Gemara here, which is now we finally get to the new year for the trees. I'm a Lezer. I'm a sorry. Right, so that's the piece of the, the Mishnah. I, re- I read it, Skipped ahead to the Gemara there. Right, on the first of Shvat, it's the new year for the tree. That was based Shammai's opinion. Beit Hillel is going to say it's the fifteenth of Shvat in the Mishnah. My time. So, what's the reason that we say that it falls out on Shvat altogether? Amar Rabbi Elazar, Amar Rabbi Yoshe. So Rabbi Yosha says the name of Rabbi Shana, Because most of the rainy days of the year have passed by that time. Right. So we know that in Eretz there's a very small period of time where rain actually falls. And it's really sort of like from mid-autumn, let's say through the winter, um, but not even through uh, the whole winter. Um, but it's just this this small period of period of time. We're going to learn more about this in Tani, which deals with what happens when that rain, that's Man Revia, doesn't actually come. So once that that once half of that season as past, we say that's when the new fruits come out. But most of the winter season is still yet to come. In other words, the winter season, right, really begins sometimes in Teveh and goes through Shvat and others. So if you think about it just in terms of the seasons, right, like fall begins at September. Now I'm using the solar calendar. Winter doesn't actually begin until December. So Tavate very often falls at the end of December, beginning of January, right? So think about how much, from a solar calendar point of view, how much of winter is actually left, right? Winter goes all the way through March, basically. So you're going to have the new year of the trees, even though most of the rain has fallen. We associate rain as being winter, but it's really more autumn winter and beginning of winter, whereas the time of winter, there's really still a lot of it. And so then the gemara says, my Ka'amar, what what does this mean, right? Most of the winter season basically is still going to come, right? Then maybe this verse, Hashanah La'ila note, right? This New Year's for the tree should actually be later because it means that, you know, has the fruit really come yet? So why is it that we say that it has to be in Shvat? Ha'cha Ka'amar, this is what it means. Even though most of the winter season hasn't come yet, yet, rov shana. But most of the rain of the year has already passed, and so that's really the point here: is that you know that yes, Tavech Sh- Sh- Shvat and and Adar, right? You know that goes into Nissan, right? But if you think about it, right, Shvat, which is sort of in the middle of there, you know, the fifteenth of Shvat, sort of in the, the 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 middle of that whole season. But most of the rain has basically already come. Um, and then the Gemara is going to go on to a very interesting discussion, which we'll talk about even tomorrow more, which is sort of how do you, they use the example of Etrog, but the question really was, how do you count fruit when it comes to issues of Truma, Master and Shemitah, right? There was an incident with Rabbi Akiva, where he picked a fruit tree of an Etrog. On the first of Shvat, and this has to be when you read about it, it was obviously in the third cycle. This relates to what I talked about yesterday, the Nahagbo Shnei Isurin, and he made it have two Isurin. and he made it have two types. Basically, he separated Maser Shani as if it was the second year, right? That's the one that you either have to eat it or you take, you redeem the money of the fruit and you eat it up in Yerushalayim, okay? And also Maser Ani, like it was in the third cycle. Echad Beit Shammai, right? One, the Maserani Ani is like the words of Beit Shammai because he says the new year for trees begins on the first of Shvat, The Echad Kedibrei And one, Maser Shani, which is like the words of Beit Hillel because Beit Hillel would hold that that new year doesn't begin until the 15th. So that fruit that he picked actually belongs to the to the second year cycle not the third year cycle. But if he picked it on the first, according to Beit Shammai, it belongs to the third year and you would take Maserani and not master Shane. Rabbi Yosei Bar-Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yosei Bar-Yehuda says, lo min be- wasn't the practice, right, of beit shama hello, beit right, which he, which, you know, which he was doing with the et cetera tree by giving two masters. Ela min hag bo, revangam lio, revangam Rather, it was the practices of a dispute between revangam lio and Rabbi Eliezer. And so then the Gemara now is going to cite a Mishnah, which discusses what actually this Machlokas is between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi uh, Ravon Gamliel, which basically has to do with the following. It's not. And Etrog is similar to a tree in three ways. But a vegetable in one way. It's like a tree in three ways, orla, like orla and with revi and with uh, with with shvid. Okay, so in other words, that you, you're going to treat it uh, right, so the, the third year, the revi is, remember that he has to take it and he also eats that in Yerushalayim and with shmitah. But it's like a vegetable in one way. Shebishat it's like a, a vegetable that when you cut it, when you harvest it, when you pick it, that's when you have to start giving the master to it. It's not when it's fully grown. It's when you get it off of the tree. Those are the words of Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Eliezer says, etrog And etrog is like a tree in every respect. So that would have to do also with giving master, That the master application is determined by the year in which the fruit grows and not by the year that it's picked. So I'm not going to continue on with the rest of the Gemara, but just pay attention to this is one of the things that's particularly tricky with fruit, right? When do we consider, what year of the Shemitah cycle or what part of the year at all do we consider the fruit to be part of? And particularly this year with Shemitah, like I have trees in my new home in the backyard in Israel, that has fruit on it. Even though it's a Shemitah year, those that fruit appeared, before Rosh Hashanah, before the beginning of the Shemitah year, I'm actually allowed to eat it. I have to take Truman Maser from it, but I have to eat it. It's the fruit for next year, which is going to be in the eighth year, which is year one of the noon Shemitah cycle. That's when I'm going to have to worry about my fruit actually being Shemit. So it's just interesting to see, you know, nothing is as simple as it seems, right? And that with fruit in particular, the question is, is it when the fruit emerges or is it when you pick it? Vegetables, we know it's when you pick it. And that's because they have a very short cycle of growth. They grow very quickly. Fruit has a much longer cycle of growth, and that's why there's this machlokus with Rav Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer. Right on the one hand, I get Rav Gamliel's opinion, even though fruit takes longer. It sort of makes sense. Just do it when you pick. It kind of makes your life much easier in a certain way. But I think what Rabbi Eliezer is saying by saying no, it's like fruit in all regards, is that fruit takes much longer to grow. And so it does need to be treated differently or counted differently than a, than a vegetable.
0: So I'm going to harp on my point, which is that this also harkens back to the sugya when you begin talking about fruit. It's really all one big picture, so to speak, with the different component parts. I would also note that one of the things that I think becomes more challenging about this business of the, the opinion that we've seen that says, you know, you pick it. You, you measure it, you assess it at the at the point of a third growth. You know that you've hit the point of a third growth. You could tell when your vegetables are ready. You could even tell when your fruit is ready, right? But this idea that how much more is left to grow, which I understand that farmers have a way of, of assessing. This is the peak point or you certainly you pick some fruits you know, before the peak point so that they'll finish ripening in transit so that when they're ready to come to your table, they're going to be perfect. Um, all of that is, I would say, that kind of hypervigilance is necessary you know, to really know what's happening with each tree, with each fruit, um, is going to change exactly some of these details of when, and we know this from the Shemitah calendars, when do things ripen? When does the fact that we're going to call it ripe kick in? Um, and I think this is going to I don't know, like it's, I would say that it's it feels very theoretical to me because I don't have, you know, orchards and so on. But on the other hand, it's really very practical to figure out exactly when you get when it kicks in, when you have to take the when you count the count from.
1: Yeah, and I and I think we're going to continue this discussion tomorrow specifically with that. That's our DAP discussion for the day. Oh, rank us, review us on all major podcasts. Thank you to Eat Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. Let us know what you thought about this stop on our Talking Tomlin Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn.